Well, welcome once again to the Florida Fun Podcast, your destination for Florida Fun, the greatest podcast ever recorded in the state of Florida. I want to thank you for being here and listening, and I always appreciate being here on the microphone talking to you and sharing all our fun things that we do and the experiences that we have here in the state of Florida with you. My name is Josh. I'm your host. Today is Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022, and that is a lot of twos in a row. I just looked at that on the uh, on the paper here. This is episode 30, and today we're going to look at some recent trips we've had taken as a family, including a trip back to Gainesville. We've been there before. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what we did when we went back to Gainesville. Some new places we've visited in Jacksonville, some places that I'd never been to, and I want to talk to you about those a few new restaurants we've tried, uh, not only just here in Jacksonville, but on the road, and those were very, very interesting. A new hotel we've stayed at, and uh, some new experiences that we've had together, plus trivia time and so much more. So it's going to be a very action-filled episode. So come along with me and let's have some Florida fun. But first, I want to let you know how you can get involved in the program, how you can stay in touch with us, how you can take direction of the show, and how you can tell me what you want to hear and what you want to do with the program. That's very, very simple. You can always stay in contact with us via email. We are at Florida Fun Podcast uh, on pretty much any media that you can find. Florida Fun Podcast at gmail.com is our email address that does take you to the show and allows you to get in touch with us. On Twitter, where we put our tweets and posts and pictures and retweets and all that kind of stuff that's up there. That's at Florida Fun 6. We also have a Pinterest and an Instagram page, and those are both at Florida Fun Podcast. The Instagram page is also the home of the Florida Fun Podcast live video series where we do posts and reels and all that kind of stuff. So if you are into the Instagram thing, definitely join us. We would love to have you. So like I said, welcome. This is episode 30. We're going to talk a little bit about trips we've had recently to Gainesville. And uh, we took a trip recently and as a family over spring break here for our kids. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, We went to a brand new hotel, a place we've never been to before. And that was uh, a brand new place. Um, And you know, you go to Gainesville and and it's this weird mix. It's it's a a kind of older, well-worn, well-used city. There's so many people that have lived there. The University of Florida is there. And so many students have gone to school there, and so many people have actually lived there. And, and it's, it can be a very transient city. There can be people that come and go. And yet there's a, a population of residents that live there and stay there year-round, um, you know, no matter what. And they support the schools, and they support the businesses, and, and you know, they live and work there. So it's, it's a very interesting mix. It's kind of like Orlando. Um, when we lived in Orlando... There definitely were places where you could see the transition. You could see the new cast members coming in, the college programmers, the international programmers for Disney, um, people coming into the University of Central Florida, coming in and doing their college time, and then they leave. Valencia College coming in and doing their time, and then they would leave. Um, and it was it was a very interesting mix of people who are there permanently. Like we live there, my wife and I live there. We had our babies there. We we had a house there. Uh, you know, we've since li- moved out of the Orlando area. Uh, we live in Jacksonville now, but um, you know, we had no intentions of leaving anytime soon. And and you know, we had our house, and we had our neighbors, and we did a you know the weekend thing with our neighbors, and we had our kids out playing in the yard. And um, you know, our daughter was very very small at the time, and our son was uh, just born. Um, but it was it was a very interesting place to be, and 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 you could see the transition around us of people that would come and go. But our neighborhood seemed to stay very very similar, and the folks stayed there for a long time. So, uh, very much like Gainesville as well. Um, 
Like I said, we did try a brand new hotel. Uh, this was the Town Place Suites in Gainesville Northwest. Um, if you're interested, it is 7451 West Newberry Road, Gainesville, Florida, 32605. Um, kind of a new experience. Uh, we went through booking.com and uh, it was a very easy thing to book. It uh, looked very good online and had a lot of uh, you know amenities that we were interested in, a lot of things, a pool for the kids to play in. It had a fire pit. It had a, a grill. Um, and the, the one thing that we really were looking for is a kitchen. Uh, you know, my wife and kids and I are all kind of on a we, we can't just go to any restaurant and eat any food anywhere. You know, we have to kind of be restrictive, especially me. My, my daughter and I are kind of a little more restrictive than, than the rest of the, the family are. Um, so having a kitchen in our room is very, very helpful. It really helps you to um, control what you're eating and control what goes into your food and what comes, you know, how the food is made and how it's cooked. You don't have to go somewhere. And, you know, thank God. I mean, I, I work in a restaurant. I'm a restaurant manager. And, and, you know, my servers do a great job. My bartenders do a great job. But if, you know, if you're in a hurry, sometimes going to a restaurant is not the best option. You know what I mean? If the kitchen's slow or if it's a busy night or if you're tired and you just want to eat and go to bed, going to somewhere and waiting for a server, waiting to be seated, waiting for a server to come and take your order, waiting for the order to go to the kitchen, waiting for the food to come in, waiting for the bill. It's just, it's a long process. It's a long way to go, especially with younger kids. And, uh, you know, my hat's off to people that, that eat out quite a bit because, you, know, you just have to be patient. I mean, that's it. There's there's no other option at this point. You know, like I said, it's March twenty uh, second, two thousand twenty two, and and there's still a hiring process, uh, a crisis out there, and people are still looking for jobs, and employers like myself are still looking for employees. We're still looking for, you know, people to come and work in the restaurant industry, as I'm sure, you know, most of the hospitality industry, hotels and theme parks and that kind of stuff and I, I could imagine what it's like working at Disney right now what it's like working at SeaWorld right now what it's like working at you know a hotel right now and trying to cover all your shifts because you know and like us you know we open at a certain point and we close at a certain point and then we all go home um, you know hotels are 24 hours a day people live in hotels just like hospitals just like jails just like you know people have to be there, there there's no other you can't just turn the lights off and go home um, so I, I know that's got to be very, very difficult to do as well. But uh, we wanted to try the Town Place Suites. Uh, there was a couple of options we were looking at, but we did try this place. Um, it is right off of I-75, so it was very easy to find. It was very conveniently located off 75 and uh, Newberry Road, so it, was, it wasn't that far from downtown. Uh, we did go into downtown. We did go near the campus, and we did a bunch of campus stuff, and I'll tell you about all that in just a bit. Um, it was a nice hotel, uh, very clean. Uh, it didn't, you know, didn't look horrible. Outside of the building was very, very nice. Uh, we came to check in, and the staff was, you know, they were nice. They were okay. They weren't above and beyond. They weren't Disney friendly. And and you know, I think as time's wearing on, I'm I'm kind of learning that, you know, when you work at Disney, you live in the Orlando area. That level of guest service is kind of the exception to the rule. And and, and as much as I would like to see that in every business, it's kind of the exception to the rule more than the rule itself. So you just have to accept that you know not everyone's going to be that way, and and you can't really hold it against them. You know, as long as they do their job, and they're not rude, and they don't give you attitude or lip, um, that you have to kind of just move on and say, all right, well, you know, you did your job. Let's just kind of you know accept things, and, and it's it's not the magic that I wanted, but it, it's okay. I'll have to do. Um, we checked in. We went down to our room. Um, down in the lobby, there's uh, like every Marriott hotel. They have cookies. They have little goodie bags for the Marriott um, Rewards members. Um, 
And there is a little lobby area where you can buy snacks and drinks and that kind of stuff. It's very little. It's not very big at all. It's not like, don't think of gift shops, something like that. It's very, very small. It's a couple shelves. Um, they do offer breakfast every morning. Um, I never made breakfast because I got sick and I am used to working overnight, so I want to sleep in in the morning. I'm kind of the late night guy. Um, but my family did go on there a couple times and go check it out. They had eggs and bacon and that kind of stuff. Stuff, you know, that'll fill you up. Um, Nothing extravagant, nothing like you know, chef-made omelets or you know pancakes made by hand. Nothing like that. Just just enough food to get you going in the morning. Um, and you know we pretty much planned on cooking our meals at the at the hotel, sleeping at the hotel, showering at the hotel, and other than that, being on the go. So we didn't put a lot of faith into the hotel itself. We weren't really you know high expectations. Um, I'll tell you, it certainly did not wow me in any way, to use a term. You know, I wasn't wowed. I wasn't. Uh, amazed and you know my jaw didn't drop and go whoa this is a really cool place man this look at the the bed is huge and it's a massive room and it's got a great view and you know it's got this beautiful bathroom and all it was it was a hotel room in fact when we checked in you know we had a bunch of stuff with us because we wanted to cook our own food and to be able to control our diets and be able to control our spending and you know because that that kind of stuff can go crazy when you're on vacation you can spend a lot more than you think you're going to because you know you've been on the go all day long and you're tired or you went to the beach or you walked around a theme park or you've been driving around a city you haven't been in before and you know you don't want to go out anymore you're just like i'm going to go down to the hotel restaurant get whatever they have just charge it to the room and you know by the time you check out you're like oh my gosh did i i I can't believe I spent that much on food while I was there or that much on drinks or that much on room service while I was there. And you, know, you get that sticker shock. And we certainly didn't want that. That's not, you know, I don't want to remember that about our spring break in, in, in Gainesville. Uh, so we did check in. The room was a bit smaller than I would have liked for four of us. Um, it said it was a suite. And I think of a suite as... You know, kind of two rooms attached, you know, maybe a doorway in the middle, maybe a, a sitting room and then a bedroom and then a bathroom, maybe a three room kind of a thing. This most definitely was not. This was a studio uh, at best. Um, it had a very small kitchen walk-in area, almost uh, an afterthought. Okay, well, we have room right here. Let's put a little stovetop here. Let's put a little refrigerator here, a little microwave here. Um, pretty big closet on the right when you first came in. And then... Uh, you go back into the seating area, which is directly in front of you. There's a pull-out couch, which I'm going to tell you was not very comfortable at all. Um, and then the bed to the right. The bed was really big bed, really comfy bed, fluffy bed, uh, very clean. I, I, don't, I have nothing to say bad about that. Um, and then you turn, and the bathroom um, was, you know, clean. I'm, I'm, it wasn't dirty, uh, but it was very small as well. Um, and and you know, my wife and I talked about that, and it seemed like maybe a place where. Maybe folks who were somewhere on business, you know, maybe they're stuck there for weeks at a time, um, somewhere where they can just go and shower and get cleaned up and make their own dinner for the night and then go back to work the next day. I mean, it doesn't, it wasn't anything special or fantastic. It and it was pretty expensive for what we got. And and you know, definitely you want to you know spend your money wisely. Absolutely, you don't want to just waste your money on everything. But it, it really, for being the Marriott name, was not something that I you know, was very impressed with. So, um, but that's that, that's about the hotel. I'm not going to go on about the hotel anymore. Um, the hotel was what it was. Uh, so we did some great things around Gainesville. And one of the things we did, we went to Devil's Mill Hopper State Park and that's here in the city, in the, the in, in, or in Florida. Um, it was in the city of Gainesville and Devil's Mill Hopper State Park is very, very cool. It's been around for a very, very long time. 
And basically what it is is a huge, massive, 500-foot-wide sinkhole opened up in the Earth and collapsed. And it collapsed down uh, about the 120, 150 feet, something like that. And there's water at the bottom, and there's like a little trickling little waterfalls that go down the side. And you can see where rocks have fallen, and, and the, the hole has opened up, and there's a pathway that they've man-made down there, a wooden pathway heading down towards into the Devil's Mill Hopper. And uh, it was just beautiful. It was really, really beautiful, and definitely somewhere uh, that you can go. You can take a picnic basket. Uh, there's benches up there. Um, I think there's, if I remember, there's grills up there, if I remember correctly. Um, there's a walking path. Now, a, a lot of it, because it had been, had been raining a lot and, and there had been some damage to a bridge, uh, you couldn't take the, the nature walk around the outside of the mill hopper. Um, but going up and down those stairs, I mean, it was pretty. It was a pretty steep drop. And uh, it was really, really beautiful going down there. So you definitely got your exercise. Our kids were a little, uh, and my wife and I, you know, kind of huffing and puffing. We went up the stairs. Um, but it was really, really beautiful. It's somewhere that, you know, the whole time I lived in Gainesville, my dad lived in Gainesville, um, uh, friends of mine had lived in Gainesville. They had never been to Devil's Mill Hopper, and it was really a cool place to go. Um, so definitely, when you're in there, if you're into the state parks, you want to see the natural Florida. You want to see what Florida really, really is. Um, there you go. You want to go to Devil's Mill Hopper State Park. Uh, after that, we went to a place called Adams Rib Company, and as far as I know, they're only in the uh, Gainesville area, and that was a barbecue place. Now, there's there's two locations that we know of. Uh, one was a little closer to the mill hopper. One was a little farther away from the mill hopper. Um, one was just to go only. It was a very small little shell of a place um, where you only could get your stuff and go. I mean, it was maybe like a small four-top table out front. Um, but, uh, you know, you certainly couldn't sit there with a big family. It, it was kind of in a walkway on a sidewalk, and uh, it certainly wasn't something comfortable. Um, so we went to the other location. Uh, and it was a much larger, it was a converted, looked like a converted Pizza Hut building, to be completely honest, where they had gutted it out, taken over the Pizza Hut building. It still had that same Pizza Hut shape. And uh, it was uh, very, very interesting to see because once, once you see a Pizza Hut building, you know that. That's, that. that shape stays in your mind. There's nothing that's going to change your mind about that. So we went in there, and the parking lot was wrapped around the back, and we parked in the back. We went in from the side door, and it was a big open room. Uh, they seated you when you came in. There was just a couple of people running it, and um, they got the food out really, really quickly, and it was really good, guys. Um, it was recommended by a friend, and so we thought, well, we're here in Gainesville. We wanted to try some food. We want to get out some, some barbecue while we're here. Uh, we are big barbecue eaters, and uh, it was really good. We had barbecue chicken. My son had a burger. My daughter had some... I had turkey. My daughter had chicken. I think my wife had turkey as well. A um, couple of the sides, the green beans were really good. Um, the fries were really crispy and crunchy. Um, and you have these big plastic to-go cups as your drinks, and they were they held a ton of liquid. Um, their barbecue sauce was really good. It was sweet. It was kind of tangy. And, uh, you know, my hat's off to them. So Adam's Rib Company in Gainesville. Uh, next time you're there, definitely go and check out Adam's Rib Company for food. It is very, very good and uh, highly, highly, highly recommended. So that night, uh, we went back to the hotel, we went and swam and splashed and put our feet in the pool and that kind of stuff. And so we wanted to go and check out the bat houses at the University of Florida. So this is another very cool, this is a free thing. You don't have to spend any money on it. So we wanted to go and check out the bat houses. So every night, the University of Florida has uh, three large free flight bat houses. They house uh, a large, large, large population of Mexican free tail bats 
and Brazilian free-tail bats. And we're talking like bats, like vampire bats, like vampire, like Dracula um, bats. And they're very small, they're very gentle, they're very safe creatures. Um, and you basically wait outside, and there's a big fenced-in area, and you wait outside, there's a little walkway, and you wait next to it. And then as the sun starts to go down, the bats sleep during the day, and then they're awake at night, they go hunt at night. And they eat something like 3,000 pounds of mosquitoes in a night or something. It's some massive, huge number. Um, and they said in, as of, I think it was as of 2013, there was something like 450,000 bats that had been housed there. But that was quite, a, 2016, 2013, something like that. And that was what quite a while ago. And th- that number has definitely increased since then. And if you go on our Instagram page, instagram.com uh, forward slash Florida Fun Podcast, I put a video up of the bats pouring out of the bat house. So just right as the, the sun goes down, right as it starts to get dusk, right, the, the sun starts to dip below the horizon, those bats know. Their internal clock goes off, and they decide it's time to go hunt. So they all wake up, and they come, and they squeak out, squeak, 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 and they come out, and they pour out like, a, like, a, like smoke from a fire. And they come pouring out from underneath these bat houses, and they fly directly over your head. And they go right toward. There's a big uh, Lake Alice is right there behind you, so they go right towards Lake Alice and over, and they go over the woods towards campus. And there's just like it's like nightfall. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of bats, and we probably sat there and watched them take off for I don't know, probably a good ten minutes, ten fifteen minutes, and they're still pouring out. And there's thousands of bats. And it's the coolest thing to watch them take off for the night, to watch them go hunt. They're absolutely silent. They don't make any sound at all. You can't hear them. Their wings flap, and you can always tell a bat when they're flying because they don't fly straight ahead. They'll kind of fly and dip and turn and turn around and you know make a U-turn. And, and, and they're, what they're doing is they're using that echolocation, that sonar, that ability to, to see sound basically is what they're doing. They're bouncing sound off the objects around them. And if that sound happens to hit off, like, say, a moth or a mosquito or a bumblebee, they go and they catch that sucker. And obviously mosquitoes and bumblebees and moths don't fly in a straight line, so they won't fly in a straight line either. So it's very easy to tell the difference between a bird and a bat because bats are much smaller usually, and bats don't fly in a straight line. So a bird will fly, think of the way ducks fly in a V. If a duck flies straight ahead, they'll all the whole thing or geese will fly, and they'll fly straight ahead like you fired an arrow. They're going to fire the path of that arrow. Bats don't do that at all. So these little bats will duck and turn and weave and change direction. And it was the coolest thing. I had seen it years ago. I used to live in Gainesville. And I told my wife that I had been to the bat house. And I remembered them pouring out. And, you know, the longer I stood there, I thought, man, am I remembering that? Or was that, did I see that in a movie? Was that actually something that I saw? And then as night started to fall, it wasn't totally dark yet. But as it, it started to get dark... All of a sudden, they just came pouring out, and there must be, there must be half a million bats, and maybe 600,000, 700,000 bats, because they just poured out. And these tiny little animals are probably the size of my hand. They took up the night sky, and there was it looked like twists of smoke going up into the air, and it was the coolest thing that I had ever seen. And I remembered, ah, oh, that's what I loved about this. And my kids loved it, and my wife loved it. And we shared the videos online, and you can see them on our Instagram page. And everyone that we've talked to about it said, Oh, I remember when I lived in Gainesville. I remember when I lived in Central Florida, and I did that too. And that was the coolest thing that I had ever done. So, um, 
our weekend in Gainesville was was uh, our weekend in Gainesville was very very cool. Um, Gainesville has a beautiful Bass Pro Shops. Um, that's right there. Uh, they have a restaurant called um, Spurrier's Grill, which is somewhere I'm going to go soon. I'm going to do a live uh, remote from there for you guys to, to do a taste test. Um, my buddy Jordan, Jordan, if you're listening, uh, we're going to go and go to Shula's and we're going to have some lunch and we'll, uh, we'll do a live podcast from there. Um, but uh, it's a beautiful place. It's a really, really beautiful place. Um, and, you know, we checked out and everything was great and we got home and everything was fine. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't have a problem, but I would definitely say uh, there are better places to stay than the hotel we did, but... You know, there's so much to see and do there. There's Kanapaha Gardens, uh, which we didn't get to. Uh, my wife and kids went to the Santa Fe Zoo, the Santa Fe Teaching Zoo at Santa Fe College. Um, I was sick that day. I didn't get to go that day, but they said they had an amazing time. Um, we did go to a place called the Cade Museum uh, our last day there, and we went to Depot Park, which is right next to the Cade Museum. Guys, if you have kids, you got to go when you're in Gainesville. you got to go to the Cade Museum. you got to go to Depot Park. Um, the Cade Museum is named after Dr. Robert Cade and if you don't know that name I'm going to let that brew in there for a second Um, and it's kind of like a a hands-on touch museum and kids can learn all kinds of stuff and it's kind of neat because during the week the upper level is closed it's a two-level museum with these giant glass windows tons of light it's very very uh, accessible It's, it's open air um, they opened the back doors for us because it was just a beautiful day when we were there and the light was pouring in and it was just a, a, a fantastic place to be. And it was all about textiles and it was all about how textiles are used and they have different designs and clothing and how you can make your own textiles. There was looming and weaving, how the textiles are changed. And you, know, you could learn these different things about the different looms that were used in the past. And I got to admit, guys, I'm not really a clothing guy. I'm not really a textile guy. I'm not an art and fashion guy. But it was really interesting. And, you know, for my kids had a great time. They got to run around and learn things and do hands-on science. And it was just it was just at the right level, right? It was just at the right level for these kids. And um, so while we were there, uh, there's a place called the Sweat Factory. And you get to learn about who Dr. Robert Cade was. And Dr. Robert Cade should sound familiar to those of you who drink Gatorade because he invented it. He was a guy who was a researcher at the University of Florida. He was a doctor. He was a nephrologist, and he studied the, 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 the study of the kidneys and how the kidneys functioned. And there was a whole history of the players at the University of Florida, they didn't do very well playing football because they would get very weak and they would pass out, and they would be very dehydrated after playing football. And after one particular game, they, there was something like 23 players wound up in the hospital with dehydration. And they said, there's got to be a better way to do this. This just this can't be the way that we're going to do everything. So Dr. Cade had a bunch of other scientists around him, had flown a scientist in from South America, had other people that had worked with him, and they did all this research and said, you know what, let's, let's study sweat. Let's see if the body's putting out sweat. How does it work? And they studied what sweat does and how much you can lose and how much you can lose safely and how much you lose during sleep and how much you lose during athletic activity and what is sweat made of just fascinating. I would never ever have thought to even go that way and um, so they designed a a drink around it and uh, the University of Florida became famous after that for being the home of Gatorade and and, you know right now if you're sick or you're out mowing the lawn or you're riding your bike or you're exercising or it's a hot day where you're listening to me right now uh, you probably are going to get some Gatorade right now and, and have a sip and thank Dr. Robert Cade for everything that he did. So 
Uh, we went to Depot Park, which is directly behind uh, the Cade Museum, which is a fantastic park. Just beautiful, guys. Uh, huge walking trails, biking trails. There's a giant pond on the inside. There's uh, soft-shell turtles there. There's a bunch of birds. Now, they're captive. I mean, they, 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 they can come and go as much as they want, but they just tend to live there. There's a converted train area where kids can play. There's a massive playground. It must have 50, 60 pieces of equipment inside there. Uh, there's a sand. There's a there's a, a bunch of uh, tent covers over the top, where, where you're not going to get burned up while you're there. There's a water play area. Now the water play area wasn't working while we were there, but there's a water play area. Um, there's a giant, uh, you know, green fields uh, where you can go and just sit in the grass and just study or get some sun. Um, and there's a little cafe there behind there, uh, and it's just really, really, really beautiful. And and you know, my hats off to the city of Gainesville. There's a walking trail behind there. It kind of goes back into the nature area. And that was all paid for by a half-cent tax. Now, I'm not a Gainesville resident. I don't, it doesn't bother me one way. They vote for whatever they want. But I thought, how genius to use that half-cent tax and design this whole beautiful area. And there must have been all walks of life. There was a student there with her book open reading. There was families there with kids. There was some business folks walking through. There was, a, you know, so like us, we had our kids. We were walking through. Um, you know, there's a bunch of kids that are out for the day, and it just was such a great use of that area to, to convert that into this really open, beautiful uh, environment where kids and families and, you know, you can, there was a couple people that rode bikes, a couple people that rode scooters, there were scooters that you could just borrow, um, the, 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 you, you, you scan them with your phone, the QR scan, and probably pay for them with your credit card, but you could take them all over the park, and it was really, really amazing, and, and I was just blown away by the whole thing, I thought it was just incredible. So that was just such a fun experience, and I thought it was really, really amazing. So guys, uh, just like we do on every episode, I want to do our trivia time real quick. And I know I've just kind of gone on for a bit, but um, I was really blown away by everything that we saw in Gainesville. So it's time for our trivia time, and today's category of trivia time is going to be Florida trivia. So I want you to think about that for just a moment. So like I said, guys, today's question is going to be about Florida trivia. So it could be anything. So the question we have is a little bit about the city of Gainesville, where we went. So here you go. The band Mud Crutch, M-U-D-C-R-U-T-C-H, a 1960s-era Gainesville band, later became what major recording and touring act? All right, I want you to think about that. Mud Crutch. Was it A, The Eagles? Was it B, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young? Was it C, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers? Or was it D, Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefer Band? Hmm, what do you think the answer is? I want you guys to think about that. We'll be right back after some more really fun stuff we've done lately. So really quick, guys, I want to kind of end the show with a couple more things I want to talk about. One was another restaurant that we went to uh, recently, and one was another experience that we had with the kids. Now, these were not in Gainesville. These were here in Jacksonville. There are two different experiences that we've had. Um, One we've been to as a family before. That's a place called Rebounders, and Rebounders is a, a trampoline park. Um, their address is 14985 Old St. Augustine Road. They're here in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, just a really cool place. Um, uh, you go in, and it has the same trampoline park that a lot, you know, Urban Air and a lot of the other places have here in Jacksonville. Um, but this place has so much more for kids and families. It has a laser maze, which is kind of like you see on uh, you know those game shows on TV. It has a virtual reality headset that you can put on. You can do mini bowling, which is very cool. Our kids did that. 
there's a regular old arcade. Um, there's laser tag that my daughter and I played, which was a lot of fun. Um, there's the trampolines. There's a ninja course. There's a ropes course. There's a, um, a climbing wall. There's a giant pit that you can drop into. Um, we had so much fun. We went there before uh, one afternoon just kind of a, to kill a, a lazy Sunday afternoon. And it was so much fun. And definitely somewhere, I think we were there, we spent, I don't know, 75 bucks for all four of us to go play. And it, it really was not very expensive at all. Uh, so definitely somewhere that you want to keep your eyes on. And if you are in the Jackal area, I'm not sure where the rest of them are. They're, they're from a company called Bravo's Entertainment, B-R-A-V-O-Z. Um, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Definitely you know, want to try out Rebounders, R-E-B-O-U-N-D-E-R-Z. And it's here in Jacksonville on Old St. Augustine Road. Um, and after you bounce in a, in a bouncy place, you got to have some lunch. So we went to a place called Relish. Uh, Relish Big Tasty Burger, and they're at 14866 Old St. Augustine Road, Suite 105 here in Jacksonville. So they're very, very close to where they were. Um, just a cool place, too. The neat thing about Relish is it's not your traditional burger place. You don't go in, order your burger, and they give you a burger. You go in, you order how your burger is going to be cooked. Like, what kind of burger do you want? Do you want a chicken sandwich? Do you want a fried chicken sandwich? Do you want a burger? Do you want, uh, you know, a, a, a breaded patty? How, how do you want? Do you want a vegetarian? And what they'll do is they'll ask you, what do you want on it? They have like thousands of things you can put on burgers. You can put peanut butter and jelly on a burger. You can put teriyaki sauce, barbecue, honey mustard, whatever, whatever you want. Onions, pickles, tomatoes, mushrooms, ranch, whatever. And then what they do is they cook the burger, they put it together, they put it on a tray, and they give it to you. Um, Really creative. The burger was really good. It was really fresh. I mean, they made it right there in front of you. they have sweet potato fries, which are very good. Kind of the stick, uh, not the, the home fries, but kind of a stick fry. Sweet potato fries. They were very, very good. And the folks were just so friendly and so polite. And, and you know, my definitely have no problem spending a couple bucks. Uh, it was a little more expensive than an average burger. I mean, you're not going to, but you get what you pay for. You know what I mean? You get what you pay for when you go to a place like that. Um, I think dinner, uh, lunch for all four of us was, I don't know. 38 or 40 dollars something like that with drinks and fries and you know all that kind of stuff maybe 45 dollars um so it's a little more expensive than than you know just swinging through burger king or taco bell but um definitely worth it um they're a small business you definitely want to give them a try if you're in the Jacksonville area um and they were uh, fantastic so if you happen to be in the Jacksonville area and you happen to be near those nice folks over at relish burger uh you definitely want to go and give them a try and let them know that uh you know, you heard it on your favorite podcast, the Florida Fun Podcast, and that you want to go and check them out. So, guys, I don't want to take too much more of your time. I know we've been kind of here talking for a little bit, but I want to give you the answer to our trivia time question and see if you got it right. This one's a little more difficult, right? Here's the question again. The band Mud Crutch, a 1960s-era Gainesville band, later became what major recording and recording and touring act? Was it A, the Eagles, B, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. C, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Or D, Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefer Band. If you had answer C, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Tom Petty is Gainesville's most famous son. So it's kind of interesting. The article I found said the members of Mudcrutch found their separate ways to Los Angeles to seek fame and fortune, ended up together again, and became household names in the recording industry. Bernie Leiden and Don Felder shouldn't sound familiar, were residents of Gainesville before becoming members of the Eagles. Stephen Stills actually lived in Gainesville before joining Crosby, Stills, and Nash. 
Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefers were favorites of UF students and locals long before being discovered by the rest of the world and were more or less adopted by Gainesville as his own. Nothing, though, compared with the popularity of Petty and Company during the 1980s and 1990s. Um, so another really cool trivia question I had was the Gators play football in Florida Field, the massive stadium that surrounds the field with his name for the late Ben Hill Griffin, a pioneering Florida citrus magnate and one of Florida's UF wealthiest benefactors. Which famous Floridian is his granddaughter? Is it A, Janet Reno, B, Anita Bryant, C, Gloria Stefan, or D, Katherine Harris? We're going to do this one real quick. What do you think? A, B, C, or D? Ben Hill Griffin's granddaughter is Katherine Harris, Florida's Secretary of State during the 2000 election. And um, let's see, what else? Uh, the one that kind of jumped out at me was three movies below had some scenes filmed here in St. Petersburg. Which movie did not? Which movie of these did not have scenes filmed in St. Petersburg? Was it A, The Legend of Bagger Vance, B, Ocean's Eleven, C, Lethal Weapon 3, or D, Cocoon? Which one did not have scenes filmed in St. Petersburg? It was... A, The Legend of Bagger Vance. Although it took place on a golf course, there was none of it that was filmed in St. Petersburg. Uh, the answer was the Sereno, I guess was a hotel, was demolished in the final credits of Lethal Weapon 3. Ocean's Eleven features scenes shot at Derby Lane in St. Petersburg, and Cocoon was mostly filmed in St. Petersburg. So there's some really cool stuff, guys. I have a bunch of other Florida uh, trivia that we're going to start talking about on other episodes. I do want to thank you so much for being involved in the podcast. You guys are amazing, as always. I appreciate all the... Uh, retweets and uh, you guys always out there listening and sharing the podcast. Uh, there's nothing more you can do that would I would thank you more than uh, share it with your family and friends, post it on your social media, share the link, tell people that you're uh, listening to the Florida Fun Podcast, tell your friends and family about the podcast uh, so everyone knows we can all have fun out there together and uh, I would greatly appreciate that so much. As always, guys, thank you for being involved in the podcast. Thank you for helping us out, being involved in everything that we do. We appreciate everything that you guys do. Remember, you can always get a hold of us at any given time. We are available via email. That email is floridafunpodcast at gmail.com. You can always hit us up on Twitter. The Twitter handle is at floridafun6. That's where we post our tweets and posts and pictures. We do have a Pinterest and an Instagram page. You can get either one of those. Those are simply at floridafunpodcast. Remember, on Instagram is the Florida Fun Podcast live video series. And just like every episode, I want to thank our sponsor, 904outfitters.com. Love where you live, 904outfitters.com, the official clothing provider of the Florida Fun Podcast. Thank you so much to my friend Annette and her company. And I do wear that uh, shirt that she sent me all the time. And you can get your own shirt too, guys. You can get a sweatshirt. You can get a hoodie. You can get a baseball hat. And whatever else Annette is coming out with, there's always something new on the on the horizon for her and that fantastic company of hers. Um, support small businesses. Go out there, buy something from her. Let Annette know that you heard it on the Florida Fun Podcast. Make sure to use that discount code, guys. That discount code is FloridaFun15. That'll give you a 15% off your online order. So you don't want to spend too much money. You want to get that 15% off and let Annette know that you heard all about her company, 904outfitters.com on the Florida Fun Podcast and save that 15% off of your order. As always, guys, we are looking for a corporate sponsor. If you are a local Florida business or you're an author or a chef, you run a kitchen, a food truck, whatever it is, a restaurant, a hotel, and you want to be involved in the Florida Fun Podcast, you want us to advertise for you just like we did for Annette 
And for 904outfitters.com, our folks, our friends over there, the official clothing supplier. If you'd like to be the official hotel, the official taco, the official clothing supplier, the official uh, scuba gear supplier, the official, whatever it is, whatever your business is, hit me up, guys. Let me know. We can do those commercials for you as well in return for whatever we might work out. Maybe some hotel stays, maybe some travel arrangements, whatever, whatever we might work out. We can talk about all that. So, guys, thank you once again. We enjoy everything you do. Have a great rest of your day. Get out there and have some Florida fun. It's a beautiful day, and we'll definitely see you out there.